0: going on, dude? How are you, my friend? Good, good. Just another day, another show.
1: Another dime, another dollar. That's another
0: right. Dollar. <laughs> Demonetized. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, uh, but yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Nights Roundtable. Thank you for being here. Uh, we have a few different stories to talk about today. Yes, quite a big show. Yes, quite a big show, and uh, mainly... The actor strike is over. Mm -hmm. The SAG strike is over. We're going to break down the few details that have been released about that so far. But we have a couple different movie news stories for you. So let's start with our first story, Nicholas. What do you got for us first? Our first story comes to us from Variety. Marvel has officially
1: delayed Deadpool 3, Captain America 4, and Thunderbolts in post-strike Disney release shake-up uh also included is the studio's lion king prequel moving that as well but we're going to focus on the marvel stuff
0: yeah mostly the marvel stuff yes um by the way the mufasa movie you may think to yourself that doesn't sound like anything i care about neither do i however it's directed by barry jenkins therefore i'm watching it like what a random grab listen disney money take it you deserve it barry jenkins take the disney money (laughs)
1: You know, that's fair. Sometimes I hate to see like them fall into that trap, but also I'm like, you
0: deserve it. You deserve that check. You absolutely deserve that yes. check. But, uh, but anyway, moving on to the Marvel stuff. Um, so with this shakeup, with these delays, uh, a couple of interesting things have come out about them. Basically... Deadpool 3 is now going to be the only MCU film released in 2024, mm-hmm. which I think is a very needed break for MCU and Marvel and all that. Now, granted, you're still going to get your fair share of superhero stuff because you got Madam Webb, Venom 3, Craven, uh, and Joker all coming out. So, <laughs> <laughs> take that what you will. Yeah, but um, for the MCU specifically. Um, I think it's a nice slow of pace so that they can take all those films that are still coming and work on them. Because apparently everything we've heard about Deadpool 3 is that it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And they can start shooting again now because the strike is over. Um, But Captain America Brave New World has been pushed almost an entire year to February 2025. Like nine months. Which is crazy because initially when they were talking about the release dates. They thought that Captain America was already been shot. So they were like, oh, it could probably take Deadpool's May date so Deadpool can move. Because, like, Captain America's already mm-hmm. shot and they've delayed it a year, which I'm going to get to in a second. But additionally, Thunderbolts moved from December 2024 to July 2025, and Blade has one from February 2025 to November 2025, which we now recently found out that it's hired a new screenwriter, so it needs the time anyway.
1: So, for those keeping track, that means one Marvel release in 2024 and four in 2025. Correct. It's going to be on a top big of year. all the other superhero movies. Like, isn't. Batman two gonna be that yep. year. Batman and two and Superman, Superman legacy. legacy. Yep. and whatever Sony has stewing up.
0: Yep. Yeah. Holy shit! It's gonna be big. It's a big year. <laughs> um, I-, I won't be surprised if some of these move again. Oh, to yeah. be honest, but uh, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But back to Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hot Mike, the show with Jeff Snyder and John Roca, uh, they were talking about this. And uh, Jeff Snyder said that he was getting, like, live updates during the live stream of the show from a source of his. And the source claims that one of the things Marvel has started doing again after getting, you know, negative reviews on things and kind of slipping is they've started test screening again, which they have not done in a long time. Mm -hmm. And they test screened an early cut of Brave New World, and it did terribly. And so the reason they're pushing it is because they're going to do reshoots from January to May
1: extensive
0: yeah so basically and he the source told him that three big sequences were cut and they're going to rework them and that's what the reshooting is going to consist of
1: so basically Kevin Feige cannot work on anything else cuz he's going to be
0: Listen, Kevin Feige, In the trenches Kevin on Feige's that one. rolled up the sleeves, man, after Daredevil's getting reworked and all that Said, shit. I don't
1: care what it costs. Yeah, he's well, like It's about
0: longevity, so the yeah. cost is really low. And he's realized the damage to the brand that's happened. Yeah. and just in terms of being oversaturated in the market and it just being kind of mediocre, bad, good, great, mediocre, bad. Like we used to go to Marvel movies and Marvel TV shows as an event. Remember how many people watched WandaVision as it aired? It was yeah. crazy time. And like we used to go in expecting, like this is going to be at least good, if not great. Mm-hmm. Now you kind of go in like, I hope this is a good one. Yeah, and it's kind of all changed. Going into way. the
1: Marvels, I was just like, I hope it's fun. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, but I was like, yeah. that, that's where we're at now. That's like, where we're at we're least at. entertain me, and it not be yeah. egregiously bad. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'll say this about Captain America: Brave New World. Mm-hmm. I have waited <laughs> for the leader for fifteen years. <laughs> For them to follow up on the leader. Yes. It is the only loose thread. Well.
0: One of the only. Maybe if we stop
1: at endgame. Yeah, maybe phase one even. It is the only loose thread that has never... They even brought back Red Skull. Yep. It is the only loose thread that they have not resolved, and I am so fucking excited for (laughs) tim blake nelson to be back as the leader you have no idea is he safe is he all right is he safe is he all right is he being removed from this cut i hope not i hope not as well please don't fuck this up (laughs) i beg of you please just
0: give me the leader please oh Uh, it's so funny but uh but yeah but what, what do you guys think about all these marvel delays uh what do you think this means for everyone and are you excited for deadpool 3 let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story nicholas what do you got for us next Our next story comes to us from
1: Puck News. A news source. Yes. Warner Brothers has officially reversed course in their Coyote versus Acme fight. Yes. Uh, So,
0: essentially, a lot happened last week, and thankfully we got this news today so that we weren't immediately behind on something happening. Um, So, like Batgirl and like that Scoob sequel movie that had come out, Warner Brothers had shelved Coyote vs. Acme, which is a hybrid live-action animation movie about the coyote from Roadrunner, and it had John Cena, it had a lot of stars in it. Wait, there was a Scoob sequel? Yeah, and it got the it got the Batgirl treatment. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, And um, this film also got that treatment, being shelved for a tax write-off. Yeah. And it was fully done. Like, not just, like, shot. Like, it was practically finished mm-hmm. for it was gonna be a theatrical release. Like, crazy stuff. And apparently, it was going to save them like $30 million to do the tax write-off. Okay. Well, when this happened, and Puck broke the story, but Hollywood Reporter and a bunch of others kind of dove into it more. When this happened, the pushback was so negative, not just from people online, but apparently many, many filmmakers canceled meetings with Warner Brothers and told their reps, if they ask why it's canceled, tell them because I'm pissed off that they keep doing this shit. Mm-hmm. This is getting fucking annoying. Of
1: all the movies, it's Coyote V Acme, That's the one, which don't fuck li- with the Looney Tunes. <laughs> A little ironic as well yeah. about uh Coyote fighting a corporation. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um I think it's more of just the the bigger picture result of Batgirl Scoot, you know, what's yeah. ne- it's not even it's like, like
0: man, why'd you do that to Coyote vs like, Acme? It's why, like what the fuck? Why would I take a meeting with Warner Brothers? Yeah. If I know like, oh, you're just gonna shelve my fucking movie for a tax purpose? Yeah. Like what the hell? And for, for a lot of people might be thinking, like, oh, well, don't, don't they still get paid? Yes, but a couple things. One, they don't get any residuals for that work, which is typically what keeps actors paid in between jobs. And two, when your movie isn't released, it is a huge career hit. Because how many times do you see an actor who's in a film, and because they were so good in that film, they got this job, and then it leads to this job and this job. Now imagine if no one saw this job. Done. Yeah. yeah, you got paid, but no one saw the work you did, and it means nothing on your resume. Yeah. It's just wasted work. So that's why it's important that these things get released. And luckily, bad. because of the blowback and because of all these filmmakers canceling their deal with Warner Brothers, they have reversed the decision and they're going to shop it to other networks, and apparently Paramount, Amazon, and Netflix are all interested in buying the rights to the film. And I think as long as Warner Brothers gets more than $30 million, which is what they were going to get for the tax write-off, yeah. they'll th- see it as a win. But it's it's crazy that they're like, huh, yeah. people don't want us to
1: fucking do this. That's it's, weird. It's a big swing, too. It's a $70 million movie, which yeah. means they need to be, what, well into the 200s for profitability? Yeah. But... And I don't know. if, if The Looney Tunes are kind of like the Muppets lately. I just feel like they don't have that same,
0: maybe impact. But I think it's been a long time since a movie like that's been in theaters. And by the way, well, I guess how did Space Jam Two do? Well, Space Jam Two didn't do well. But guess what it did very well? Tom and Jerry. Did and Tom and Jerry do well? It did well for what it was, and that Fair. and that was a hybrid streaming release date. Also, I know Tom and Jerry did well because I worked at a theater when it came out, and it fucked us up. So yeah, Tom and Jerry, on a budget of fifty million, made one hundred and thirty-two worldwide, two point six. Oh wow! During oh, right. in February
1: of 2021, when it was day and date, and I think I mean John is a big name now, and isn't James Gunn like a producer of it or yeah. some involvement yes. on it? Yes, uh, which I'm sure he was happy about when yeah. he's running. Because you know he was in a weird
0: position when oh, that yeah. happened. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, well, what's the what's the lesson we can take away from this? What well, we can take away from Sonic? Bullying corporations works. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's the lesson we can take away. Absolutely. If you don't like what you're seeing on screen, just fuck them up online. Bully them. Eventually, they'll listen. Now you might get to see a Coyote V. Acme movie. It reminds me of weed getting legalized. (laughs) Because it was just like 30, it's like the John Mulaney bit. It was just 30 years of being like, hey, how about this time? Oh, God. Oh, uh, yes. Either way, I'm glad the movie's going to get shopped. It's probably going to get bought very soon, probably what? by the end of the week. So Interesting that it's a lot of streaming places buying it.
1: Yeah. But,
0: yeah. I mean, hey, streaming is going back to how it used to be with licensing out content anyways. True. And... They believe like maybe like a Paramount probably wants it because yes, they have some kids content with like Ninja Turtles, but they're trying to expand that because right now Disney's the king of that Mm because they got all the Disney stuff. But it's like you need to entice families to sign up for your service somehow.
1: Well, also, if it does very well and they because they'll never release the numbers publicly, but Mm -hmm. internally they have them. And if it does very well on their platform, they can go to Warner Brothers and be like, there's a market for this on our platform. Yeah. What do you got? And what can we buy? They can and turn it into more. Out. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I exactly. think that I think that's probably the greater implication of it, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what do you guys think about Coyote versus Acme being reversed and it's now going to shop to other streamers instead of being shelved for a fucking tax write-off? Let us know in the comments below as we move on to our f- uh, next story. Nicholas, what do you got for us next? Our next one comes to us from Variety. A Legend of Zelda live-action film is
1: officially in development from Nintendo. And Maze Runner director Wes Ball is on board to direct.
0: Yes, so this was interesting news because one, it kind of came out of nowhere, and two, it's not from Universal; it's from Sony. Yes, which was very fascinating to learn. And when you look at all the different articles from the different um, places, like Variety, Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, they're all saying that like they bid to Universal and Universal said no, mm-hmm. and it's like weird. Like you have this. Mario movie that's the second highest grossing movie of the year. Yeah, and like, sure, maybe they want to do something animated with those rights, but I can't imagine Sony would just not also pick up animated rights just in case. I mean, maybe it's Avi Arad; it's not the smartest guy, but like, (laughs) you never know. Yeah, but at the same time. It's a great move by Sony. I think it's an excellent move by Sony to capitalize on that. Because the first thing people said after Mario was, when do we get in Zelda? Yeah. Like that was like the first thing.
1: And that's what's interesting though is that they are going the live action.
0: It is interesting. Route on but it. and it's un- unexpected, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad decision. I I'm I, thankful
1: I mean listen, Illumination did a great job with the Mario movie. Yeah. I, I was very hesitant on just the aesthetic of it. I think it worked really well. I don't know if I want Illumination Zelda.
0: I I wouldn't mind it, you know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know until I saw it, but I, I under, no, that's that's fair. I, but I understand the hesitation. Yeah. Um. What I'm happy about is they got Wes Ball, yeah. who is directing the upcoming Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which looks very good. So at least we know visually, from visual ef- effects to live action standpoint, it's going to look fucking great.
1: I mean, I thought the Maze Runner movies were very entertaining, is mm-hmm. why well. and I, they look great in terms of the YA dystopia genre. That yeah. that was always my favorite over like Hunger Games and mm. Divergent.
0: Yeah. 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 And like, so. It's an interesting move, but mm-hmm. I think it's one that's going to be successful for them, especially if the film is great, which it has potential to be so.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Um do do you think this could lead to more video game style movies because I mean they made Uncharted with Sony, now they're doing Zelda, like maybe they're they're just trying to snatch them up and see what sticks.
1: I guess so. I mean, I thought that un- I I enjoyed Uncharted personally. I don't remember how it did if they're going to even try to do a sequel there, but mm-hmm. I mean with all the Avengers and Spider-Man, I sure they can't get tom holland to yeah it would be tough crank out a quick uncharted yeah and
0: while it made decent money yeah. it wasn't like an absolute knockout park home run for them either
1: i'm trying to think of what else nintendo see like kirby would be a fun movie yeah obviously i think that one would have to obviously be animated yeah but, probably but it, i I, well, I, mean, I think nintendo has quite a lot yeah i mean do a live
0: action olimar movie pikmin yeah. why not for real, like I think that it's what I'm. I'm interested in the behind the scenes of Universal and Sony. I want that story. Yeah. Like I want to know what happened so fucking badly, and I hope hopefully we get answers on that. But uh, but yeah, what do you guys think about the Zelda live action movie coming from Sony of all places? Let us know in the comments as we move on to our final news topic story of the day, which is the reason probably most of you clicked on this video. The SAG after strike is over. Uh, to be clear, the deal has not yet been ratified by the members that vote goes out this week but they have officially called for the strike to end and it got approved by the board of sag with an 86 percent vote not exactly the overwhelming like 98 percent that the wga one had but still a big majority now it goes out to the voters I'm getting a bit worried about that, though, because uh, some of the AI provisions, according to the actors, they're not satisfied with because of loopholes. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad deal, though. I took a look at it earlier, and that's what we're going to do now. Let's take a look at some of the points of the SAG-AFTRA-Strike details, and I should point out there's a 118-page thing of a full thing that's going to be released later in the week. Uh, I have an 18-page summary, and I'm just going to read bits from that summary, so this isn't the full, complete breakdown of it, because we'd be here for several hours, but these are the main highlights as to what was achieved from the strike. In terms of minimums, uh, they're going to increase 7% effective November 9th, 2023, another 4% July of 24, and another 3.5% July of 25. God damn. That's quick turnaround for those increases. Oh, yeah. that 7% first one's crazy. All right, AI. Here's a good one. Uh, I'm going to kind of summarize what this says. hmm Essentially, if a digital replica of somebody is going to be used, they have to get consent from the actor. Okay. They can no longer just scan someone and own their likeness forever, which was a huge concern. Yes. Each time it's used, they have to get permission from the actors, except for one condition, which I'll get to in a second. And if someone's dead, well, they don't have to go directly to the estate for permission, the producers, which is a bit of a red flag, they do have to obtain permission from SAG. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing SAG is going to do when they get asked? Go to the... Yeah. So that's probably the protection that they put in place there. Yeah. Now, you said earlier, there's an exception for the they don't have to get permission rule. What is that exception? Only things that are already in post-production and already shot, and it can only be for things like costuming, ADR... There's like a whole list of things that it could do that would count as AI where they don't need permission from the actor, mm-hmm. but it can't be on a new project. It has to be on one that they've already agreed to be in. Okay. So for example, if you're watching them, if they're on post and someone decides, fuck, I wish his shirt was green. Oh, we have an AI that could make his shirt green. Do we need to ask the actor? No, you don't. Okay. Not in that case. Or fuck, he turned his head to the left. I really hope he turned the head to the right. Is he available? Can we get him back on set? It would cost $2 million. Well, we have an AI that can turn his head to the right. Do we need his permission? No. Because mm-hmm. the movie's already shot. Now, if they wanted to scan him and put him in another thing, can't do that without his permission. And you have to pay them. They did get, they're going to get paid each time their likeness is used. Okay. They did get that, thank God. That's good. But I do think it's interesting that they're still able to use it in certain areas, which is Interesting. And I I am summarizing the points. I highly recommend looking into the actual specifics of everything, although the 118-page summary won't be out for a while.
1: No, but the 18 one we're referencing is in the deadline
0: article, which is
1: linked in the description. Yes,
0: so please go check that out. So here are a couple other points that I find interesting. Yeah. Uh, One, uh, I know that something that was fought was the self-tapes thing. Um, They've put in a limitation as to how many pages can be made on a self-tape and how long they have to do it. Mm -hmm. Because I know that was a big concern as post-COVID, they would make people do like... 10 page monologues on a self tape and they would have them do them over and over and over again and resubmit them all on their own work. Like the studio wasn't paying for anything and weren't paying for cameras. They weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so they've put an end to that of just being like, Hey, if you want a self tape where you're not going to have an audition, have someone come in, there's only a limited stuff that you can look at. You know, we're not going to make the actor do all this work. That's not acting Yeah, to make that happen. So that is a nice protection for them. Mm. But let's talk about the streaming residuals or how it kind of should be worded a streaming bonus, shall we? Essentially, it works similar to the WGA one, but there's a caveat that I can't believe they got, (laughs) but I don't know if I love it. So basically, in the first 90 days, like the WGA one, if 20% of a streaming platform watches a thing, you get a bonus. 75% of the amount goes directly to the people working on the film. Okay. Or working on whatever project it is, film TV. Yeah. 25% of it gets put into a fund for SAG to be redistributed to SAG members. Okay. Like a Robin Hood fund, basically, (laughs) of... Basically, we're going to take twenty five percent of it, put it here, and redistribute it to SAG. And there's not really that many details on how it's going to be redistributed. But I've heard that some SAG people are upset about it. But Fran Drescher's just like, I protected my people, bitch. I got them money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I can't believe that that was agreed to. Like, I honestly That's can't wild. believe it.
1: Yeah. So like, you you can just get a random check from yeah. SAG, and it's like because here you go. John
0: Travolta had a killer movie on Netflix. Yeah. You know, like
1: interesting. I'm very interesting.
0: Yeah. I'm very curious about that.
1: And that'll be in the big. Like, detail like how they'll distribute it, or is yes, that just agreed I, upon and that's I
0: think to sag? I decide? think it'll be broken down in the 118 yeah. page thing that they release. We'll have to see. Yeah, but the big thing is, like the WGA one, the biggest shows, the biggest movies on streaming are going to get that bonus, and it's going to be for the people involved majority of the money, yes. and that is huge. And like I said, there's a bunch of stuff in here that you know. Breaks down a lot of stuff. The Deadline article breaks down a lot. I highly recommend you guys read it. Like Nick said, it's in the description. But the big ones that were important were AI, residuals, the minimums, and the self-tapes. Is kind of what I was most curious about. Um, Is there any particular thing that you're surprised by or that you're happy to see from this new SAG deal?
1: I mean, was just I'm more happy that a deal has been made that is satisfactory for the actors and their hard work and dedication that they put into this and not backing down, not taking these best and final offers when there's five more offers on the table to be had. Um, And I'd be interested to see when more details come out about all of that. But I know that AI was just the biggest, really big thing. AI and residuals across SAG and... The WGA strike. I'm glad to see that these protections for them in regards to AI are put in place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's look, it's, it's a win. It's a yes. big win. And we're going to find out if SAG does ratify the agreement later this week. If it doesn't, you're going to see a fucking emergency video, guys. You but <laughs> um, I anticipate it being voted in. However, I don't think it's going to be as unanimous as the WGA one. I mean, already
1: after 86%, and yeah. who knows when more details come out? They're going to be like, uh, I don't know
0: about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll have to see how that goes. But Overall, guys, the strike is over. They did it. Well done, actors. We got a tentative agreement for three years. Well done, actors. We're excited about everything. I'm excited that we can accept studio promotions. <laughs> because, <laughs> hey, we took the stand. We said so we weren't doing it during the strike, and we fucking didn't. We didn't. Correct. Now we can, and I'm a bit excited about that. <laughs> but uh, but yes, but honestly, though, I have a lot of friends who are in SAG, a lot of friends who are actors not in the union, trying to get into the union. Very happy for them. Very proud of them. Can't wait to see all the work that's going to explode for them now that it's over. Although it's going to be a really funny like six-month period where there's so many scheduling conflicts because of all the productions that shut down. (laughs) It's going to be really funny. But um, with that down, guys, we are now going to move on to the box office! The box office! Nicholas. Yes. Do you have our predictions from last week? I do.
1: Give them to me. Dalton, you had The Marvels, Taylor Swift The Heiress Tour, Five Nights at Freddy's, Killers of the Flower Moon, and The Holdovers. Mm-hmm. I had The Marvels, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, Five Nights at Freddy's, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Priscilla, and I swear to fucking God, if you tell me I was off by one again, I will have a nervous breakdown right here in the studio.
0: You were off by two.
1: All right, that's better. That's better. I can live with that. Yes.
0: Some really fun surprises in the box office today.
1: Go on, rattle them off for us.
0: Well, the big surprise being that the Marvel only made $46.1 million in its opening weekend. Ooh. Yep, not great. Lowest MCU opening of all time. Not great. Not great. It's not great, is it? Uh, nope, not at all. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's came in second, dropping 53% from week two to week three, making another $8.9 million. All right. Uh, Taylor Swift, The Arrows Tour, made another $6 million, coming in third. Coming in fourth, with a 5% drop, Priscilla, making $4.7 million.
1: That's pretty good for them. That's very
0: good good for them. He's got some legs. Yes. And coming in fifth, Killers of the Flower Moon, making another $4.5 million. Holdovers came in sixth, just a million off Mm -hmm. of the top five, which is a great film. You guys should watch it. Uh, Let's dive into more of the specific numbers now, shall we? Yeah. The Marvels uh, has made $108 million worldwide so far in its worldwide openings. Uh, It says on the numbers that the production budget is like $275 million. I don't think it's that high. I, I think it's more like 220, 250 max, but that's still a lot. Oh yeah. and with that, it's only made it's not even half the budget back yet. so is this movie a flop? Week two is going to determine that. Um, it's not It's the worst opening in the MCU's history, so clearly they're not happy about it. Mm-hmm. But we've seen Elemental happen this year. We've seen, and that was Pixar's lowest opening of all time. This is true. And it ended up making like $600 million or something. 400 It, it made money. It made a lot of money. It was wild. And it stayed in there. Can that happen with the Marvels over the holiday weekend? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have to see. B cinema score? You never know. They were really hoping for a higher cinema score, I think.
1: I think they're just going to maybe make their production back.
0: I don't think they're going to get there. The production? This opened in between Flash and Shazam too.
1: Oh boy. Yeah.
0: But I don't think it'll have a sixty seven percent drop like Flash did.
1: No, but what's wild is that the first one made a billion like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. And and I wanna you brought up something I wanna talk about. Yeah. I see a lot of discourse online that says the only reason what? Captain America, yeah. Captain America. The only reason Captain Marvel, the first one, made a billion dollars is because it came out in between Infinity War and Endgame. That's the only reason. It's the only conceivable reason that that happened. So did Ant-Man 2. Did it make a billion dollars, Nicholas? No. No. It didn't even make 700 million. Were both movies bumped by being between the two Avengers movies? Of course they were. Is the bump like 500 million? No. 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 There were several reasons why Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Because if the only reason was it being in between, Ant-Man would have made a billion too. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to, I just wanted to address that. That pisses yeah. me off, that, that whole thing. Five Nights at Freddy's now has a worldwide total of $250 million on a budget of like 30, Killing it. Killing it, especially for a day-and-date film. Cruising, cruising. And grooving.
1: God, imagine if they didn't day-and-date it. I know. Oh. They,
0: they left a lot of money on the table. It was um. Two. Yep. Taylor Swift' Eras tour has two hundred and forty one million dollars worldwide. Good for Taylor.
1: Well, We have Renaissance, the Beyonce one coming out soon. Yeah. I'd be very interested to see. I'm really what curious how it'll there. do. Yeah,
0: yeah. I want to see that as well. Priscilla has made twelve million dollars at the domestic box office. Go Priscilla! What was that budget? I know I did it last week, but I don't remember. I don't recall. Good for Sofia Coppola. Correct. I can't imagine it's more than ten.
1: 20. Statement recanted. People
0: are expensive. People are expensive. But hey, 12 on a 5% drop, that's not bad. It might have some legs there. I mean... It might. It might have some legs. And the marketing budget isn't insane. No. So, and this is a small scenario where two and a half... Probably don't even have to make two and a half. Yeah. And really?
1: For a lot of it you didn't have actors out there promoting it. Correct.
0: So. Very correct. Oh, we might even see like some of them start doing exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Just some follow up on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for real.
1: I mean, I think that Jacob Elordi's on the cover of GQ this week. Yeah. Because Saltburn's coming out, but I'm sure Elvis is in that, so I feel like people might go back and That's be like true. Oh, who's this fella? Like, oh
0: shit, like yeah. that that came out. Yeah. Good observation.
1: I guess not who's this fella, he was on Euphoria, yeah. but, like, but like, oh, oh. like, oh he was in another movie this year. Yeah. Oh, it's Elvis. Oh. yeah,
0: I know Elvis. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon mm-hmm. now has $137 million worldwide. Still hasn't quite gotten to that production budget yet. I feel like if it just gets there, they'll take it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like It's not financially successful, but it's an Apple film. They just want people to buy Apple, and this is probably going to reach an audience that doesn't have Apple, so maybe that works. But I think they're trying to at least get that production budget, which we'll see if it'll happen.
1: I, I hope they get it. I'm just thankful to... Apple for putting it in theaters and for me getting to experience it in theaters. I agree.
0: Thank you, Apple. Thank you very much. At the very
1: least, yes. Thank
0: you to Amazon for putting air in theaters. I appreciate that as well. Also, thank you that as
1: well. I I liked air.
0: (laughs) I did too. I liked it a lot. (laughs) So, typically at this point in the show, we would do predictions for next week's box office. Yes. We're not going to do that today. And there's a very specific reason for that. Uh, Every year, towards the holidays, uh, we go on hiatus just because... Doing this show during the holidays, we both have full-time jobs, we both have loved ones, we both have, you know, just life in general, and it gets very difficult to do it during the holidays. Well, not only do we have holidays, we have a friend who's getting married, we have a ton of screening opportunities through um, opportunities we've never had before that we're trying to work through, And, uh, and our short film Quiver that we've been working on for 80 fucking years is almost done. So we have a lot going on towards the end of the year. And so we're going to go on a hiatus earlier than anticipated. And we're not going to come back until January of next year. Yes. But that's only for the roundtable. You're still going to see a ton of movie reviews from us. You may see one or two random editorial videos, just depending on timing and how things work out. But we want to take this time to get feedback from you. Uh, Since we're going to be going on hiatus, one thing we're going to be doing is meeting up and talking about ways we can make the show better, things that we can do differently, because we we love doing the show, and we love interacting with you guys, and we want to know, what do you like about the show? What do you wish was on the show? What do you hate about the show? What do you wish was not on the show?
1: Please don't say Dalton and I.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, (laughs) but... But at the same time, like, I, I really am curious because we, like I said, we love doing it, but we're open We're open to trying out new things. You know, we, we're even talking about doing, like, a clip channel if that's something that people are interested in. Mm-hmm. This is just an early idea, not saying it's happening. But just, you know, we we want to know. Box office ain't going anywhere, though. Don't, don't worry, worry about Russell. that. Yeah, Russell. <laughs> Russell. Russell, don't worry. We fucking love you, by the way. You comment on every video, and it's great. Thank you. Box <laughs> office is not going anywhere, Russell. But, uh... But yeah, you know, it's it's something that we've talked about and we want to do other shows. We want to expand and do other things, but there's a lot of stuff going on and we, we want to know what you guys like and don't like, you know, is the show too long? Is it too short? Like anything, anything's on the table yes. except for the hosts, <laughs> but please do tell us what you guys think. And when we come back in January, we'll make an announcement about it. And, you know, we'll come back full swing eventually we're going to get a new studio because Hannah and I are going to move mm-hmm. at some point in the year. I don't know how early it's going to be. We're going to try for January, but we, we don't know. You never know with these things, but we'll see. We'll see. And, and I do want to say uh, thank you to everyone who has watched, liked, commented, subscribed all year. Um, audio listeners as well. Uh, we really, really appreciate you guys. We wouldn't do it. Well, we probably would do it with no viewers. We've been doing it for fucking years. But uh, we, hearing your feedback and seeing your interactions, it really helps when it feels like it's becoming work. Does that make sense? And uh, we love you guys. And thank you for watching the channel, for watching us. And we will see you next year.
1: Yes, see you on the next year
0: that's pretty fucking good damn it i fucked that up i'm not editing that i'm leaving that in i'm leaving that in to teach myself a lesson (laughs) to know to have better send-offs
1: as dalton said thank you guys for watching and uh be on the lookout uh we have access to screen uh early screenings now so Mm -hmm. there'll be plenty of reviews and i think if there's not a screening we might still do an out of theater reaction if it's just a regular release uh tbd but definitely movie reviews aren't going anywhere through the rest of the year
0: correct absolutely yes so yeah while the roundtable is taking a break we aren't going anywhere and uh, let us know what fun changes you'd like to see when we see you guys next year take care